What's up? Jason Tatum here. Ball up wherever you are with NBA 2K Mobile. Playing game events to collect NBA legends and rising stars to assemble your dream team and settle things on the court. Download NBA 2K Mobile now on the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and today JC is not here. So River and I are your hosts and Jack Bartek is joining us for what will be a show dedicated to the NFL. So this is the first show that we're going to have that is actually dedicated to the NFL. We always had like a mixture of topics. But on this episode, we will debate who's the front runner to win MVP or the Patriots for real. If we are more impressed by Dallas or disappointed by Atlanta in the Cowboys comeback win. If Drew Brees is still good enough to lead the Saints to the Super Bowl. Why so many injuries are happening and we'll be discussing Carson Wentz and Kirk Cousins horrible start and what 0-2 team is most likely to make the playoffs and to end off the show we'll be making our predictions for week three of the nfl so how you guys doing today i'm all right can't complain other, other than having to watch the jets this weekend yeah, yeah a, man i, I was tough. i didn't even finish watching the game dude i had to watch the eagles that was horrible <laughs> yeah we're gonna talk about carson Wentz. <laughs> that was that's the thing i was saying to my one eagles fan like at least as a jets fan i kind of knew going into the weekend like okay we're gonna get slapped like there we got no chance against the niners as an Eagles fan, like, you had to be feeling good about this weekend. I don't know. I don't even know. I, I, I feel like at this point you don't even know what to expect. Yeah, like, our team is so, like, iffy-iffy. I walk into weeks 50-50 at all times. I don't know what our injury list is always going to look like. So, And I don't know how Carson Wentz is ever going to play. So I just go in. Whatever. We win, we win. We lose. Okay. I mean, you guys are in win-now mode. You guys got a bunch of corners. Uh, Nikhil Roby Coleman, Darius Slay. He actually has been really good in the first two games. It's been it's, the offense. It really hasn't been your defense. Yeah. I saw now Rieger's out six to eight weeks. Yep. He's really good, too. Six to eight weeks. Oh, my God. <laughs> so our first topic is we're going to debate who the front runner for the MVP should be. So the big names right now that are circulating are Russell Wilson, of course, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, and then the obvious names like Patrick Mahomes and uh, Lamar Jackson. So who do you guys think is the front runner to win MVP as of now? You want to start or you want me to start? Yeah, start. <laughs> it's the, I feel like you could really make a case. I Personally, the three guys that you named, I think, are the top three in my opinion. Um, I think that you could make a strong case for any of the three. If I had to say one, though, I feel like it has to be Russell Wilson. And this is a guy who, if I read correctly the other day, he's never gotten an MVP vote. Yeah, which he is never has. absurd really? to me. Wow. I didn't even believe it when I read it. I had to, to do some research on it. But apparently he's never received an MVP vote, which is ridiculous because he's the second best player in the league behind Mahomes. I think that that's not up for debate. Uh, but the season, the season that he's had, he's had almost as many touchdowns as incompletions, which is ridiculous. He's thrown an 82.5%, nine touchdowns, only an interception, and he's averaging 340 yards a game. That's a ridiculous season. They've had two really good wins. Although the Falcons win, they should have won that one. But the Patriots game, that's a tough win. That was a grinded-out game, and they played really well. I think that he's the guy, and I think that he is doing the most with the least. I don't really think that the Seahawks have a great supporting cast around him. They've been like that for like three, four years. Yeah, now. 
And, you know, although I think you can make a case for the other guys, Kyler Murray, he's played really well so far, but he hasn't been as spectacular as Wilson, in my opinion. And I love Kyler Murray. I think he'll be in this conversation all year long because, like you said, I think they're going to be a playoff team. I don't know how they're going to sneak in in that division, but I think they're going to find a way. And Josh Allen, as much as I hate to admit it, has looked incredible to start the year. Um, The competition hasn't been great. I'll say that. I would like to see him do this against a Patriots defense or some of the out-of-division teams that they're going to end up playing. But through two weeks, granted, against the Jets and Dolphins, he's also looked really good. And that's what the Bills need. We said it last week, and although Bills fans went crazy about it, and they can go crazy again. more evidence. need more evidence. The Bills are a really good team. They need Josh Allen to be consistent. He is the puzzle piece that they have been missing. And if he can play this well all year, they will be playing late into January. You know, I was I never do this, but I was actually on a like the odd sharks to win MVP. I, I wanted to know what Vegas was saying. So they just bumped out Russell Wilson, right? Vegas. Russell is always Wilson right. is number one to win MVP plus two hundred forty odds. I'm just gonna go down the list. I'm not gonna name the numbers, but right. it's Wilson, Mahomes, uh, Jackson, mm-hmm. Rogers, Murray, Newton, Josh Allen, and Dak. It's and, not a bad list, in my opinion. I don't. I don't know why Josh Allen is so low. Yeah, how is Cam Newton over him? Yeah, I don't even know. Like, I Josh think Cam Allen, Newton's played well, but that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen should definitely be top four, top three, but if, to to a certain extent. I think because of the competition. Yeah, that has something to do with it, and that's what I'm gonna say right now. Is like to a certain extent, what we're seeing out of Josh Allen is kind of like what we saw out of Dak last year. They started three and zero. Dak was putting up these amazing numbers. And then they kind of slipped. They kind of stumbled. They didn't win many games. So is this going to happen to Josh Allen? I guess based off these predictions, that's what Vegas is predicting. Vegas is predicting that he's not going to be up there with Cam, with Wilson, with Mahomes, with Jackson, with all these other guys. I think Josh Allen can do it. I mean, he's the first Bills quarterback since Jim Kelly to throw for 300 yards in multiple games. And I just feel like his dual threat, his his running ability and his ability to pass – and a strong arm can really get him over the top. It really just depends on if, like, I want to see what he does against the Patriots defense um, and better defenses before I kind of make my final conclusion on Allen. But I do believe he's a good quarterback. But I do agree with you that right now Wilson is the MVP. Like, he has that one interception on his on his resume, but I don't even count that because that was on Greg Olson. Greg Olson should have caught that pass. And it ended up being a pick six, so I don't count that. Wilson should be the MVP. It's a shame he's never gotten an MVP vote in his career. And, yeah, that's my take on it. Damn. And and just one thing on Josh Allen. I said he played the Jets and the Dolphins already. This is going to be a little tough stretch coming up for him. He's got the Rams next. The Rams, the Raiders, the Titans, the Chiefs. Mm. So that'll be a tough stretch. They get a little bit of a cushion, and then they go to end the season. They go New England, Seattle, Arizona, by... Uh, Chargers, Niners, Pittsburgh, Denver, New England, Miami. So that's, granted, they get Miami again in Week 17. That is a really tough schedule to end the year. Damn. Uh, <laughs> so you picked... Um, I picked Wilson. You picked Wilson. Damn. I'm picking, yeah, I'm picking Wilson, too. I want to I say... I, it's... Because you guys kind of said everything. So it's like... Because he only played the Miami Dolphins and he played the um the who's the other team the Jets. But last year he played the Jets first week, 
played horrible. He was terrible he was against the Jets. Horrible. Last First three weeks last year, he was horrible. This year, you could see a little bit of difference. And the difference is Stephon Diggs. He has a receiver who's one of the best route runners in the league, a receiver who can go down the field. And just to throw out his numbers, 727 yards, six touchdowns, no interceptions. Russell Wilson has one. Also, they put Cam up there. He has more yards, more touchdowns. Cam has one touchdown and one interception. So I, I don't even. Cam has four rushing touchdowns, though. He does, but yeah. Josh Allen has one. So he has 70% completion rating. So he's. Granted, yes, the competition is horrible. The Jets suck. The Dolphins aren't that good. But let's be realistic. Even with that competition, nobody seen Josh Allen was going to play like this. We thought he yeah. was going to be like, okay, he was going to be regular or he was going to be good. He, we didn't see the improvement in his game. Now, that stretch that you just said is going to be a real test of his MVP campaign because he's going to play the Rams. He's going to have to play well. He's going to play the Chiefs. He's going to play the Titans. He's going to play Seattle against Russell Wilson. He's going to play the cards against Kyler Miller. So he's going to have to show that why he's the MVP. But so far, I got Josh Allen just because of the simple fact of surprise and that he showed us. We None of us saw this coming. Regardless of who was against, we didn't expect him to do this at all. So that's why I got Josh Allen. I mean, his progression is a testament to him just being more accurate down the field. That was his, always his problem. Yeah, and I saw a pass that he made to Stephon Diggs, I believe, like late in the game in the fourth quarter versus the Dolphins. Oh, yeah, that was just an amazing pass. It was like a floating pass. And that, that was a great pass. Like if Josh Allen could be hitting those passes – he will definitely be up there in the conversation. You can tell he's but, put in the work this offseason. Yeah. Do they better. face Baltimore? I don't No, I don't think no. they face them at all this season. Who's Just, their Who's their toughest opponent? Chiefs, I'd say the Seattle. Niners. The well, right. the Chiefs, well, the Niners obviously. are hurt, so I don't know if they'll be the same. The good thing is they don't they don't play until week thirteen, yeah. so they should at least be. They're not going to get. I would fully say their toughest is the Chiefs. Yeah. Wow. Which the Chiefs don't have a great defense. It's just defensively, up actually, with their defensively, I would say their toughest is Steelers or New England. Seahawks, they got to face the Seahawks too. But defensively, I would say the Steelers would probably be their biggest head-to-head matchup. Yeah, Steelers would be a tough. But matchup. the thing is, like, you just asked who the toughest defense they face is, and we threw out five teams that it could have been. He's going to face a couple legit defenses this year, and it. I'll say this right now: I have him at two. And I'm incredibly surprised that he's played as well as he so has. So Wilson number one and Josh Allen two. That's where I would have him. Right I have now. Allen at one, Wilson at two. I have Murray at three because he has the best receiver in the league, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. So no, I usually agree players don't win MVPs back to back years, but Lamar Jackson has the second highest QB rating. Number one is Wilson. Mahomes could win it too, though. We're forgetting that Mahomes could just sneak but up I, and just win. I, we're it. forgetting yeah. about Rodgers too. Rodgers is playing phenomenal. All six have a case yeah, to exactly. win it, like, but. The thing about like Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and Rodgers, in my opinion, is those guys, I feel like we expected this out of them. And, well, and it kind of takes, like you said, you had Josh Allen for the surprise aspect. They don't have that. Yeah. They don't have that cushion where it's like, okay, they're playing so much better than we expected them to. So they have to do that much more, which if anybody can do it, it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I but, think, yeah. I mean, this schedule right here, because Josh Allen, we all can agree, his schedule last year was pretty weak, and he didn't play that well. He played okay. So this schedule this year is going to be a testament to how much better he truly got this year. They're finally letting Russell Wilson throw the ball. Yeah. The one throw he made to DK Metcalf was just art. No, he's different. Yeah. Or the over-the-shoulder catch on Stephon Gilmore. That was literally a work of art. I think. That was actually great coverage, too. Yeah. That was, was great coverage. No, he's different. Russell Wilson is different. Kyler Murray is going to be special. Him and D-Hop are going to be a very dangerous duo. It's just, 
I, I wish Russell Wilson in his career had like a D Hop oh, or like a God. Stephon Diggs, like a guy who is elite at the receiving position. I think that's gonna be DK. You think so? Yeah, I, I think that is well, gonna be DK. Wilson's thirty one, so I wish he had it early though. Yeah, who's the best? He had like Doug, Doug Baldwin. Baldwin. He was he good. wasn't bad. Yeah, he was all right. He was good. He was good. Like, Sydney he had Rice solid like receivers, but he had like high level two. Low yeah, he level never had guys. a. He never that had guy. a Devonte Adams, yeah. uh, DeAndre Hopkins, one of those guys. So that's a good point. It, and I think if the Bills, I'm going to throw a hot take out here. If the Bills can go 11 and five, especially if they can go 12 and four, Josh Allen wins MVP. Mm. Mm. I think it all depends on. Because they won't get they won't get to that point unless he continues to play at this level against that schedule. Yeah, I don't see how he could lose it at that point. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I agree. I agree. Yeah, you're right. I think their defense can win a lot of games. Yeah, their defense is super elite. Their defense I think is awesome. I think with the MVP is just it's so like yeah we talk about these three guys but you can never count out Patrick Mahomes just because of how dangerous he is he could just turn it up a notch and he should win, win the MVP every year yeah that's like last year he was on par to win it before he went down with that injury he was above and beyond the league I think he was about five six touchdowns ahead of everybody he was about two three hundred yards ahead of everybody he was gonna win it last year but he went down with that injury so I feel like. Mahomes, Lamar too. Lamar is exceptional. So with those two guys, you can never really have a bad week. And now you got Russell Wilson, you got Kyler Murray, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is still here. So Josh Allen is going to have to play great every single week. And that's going to be a test with that schedule. And we and Cam Newton is in that MVP conversation. So now we're going to shift the focus off to the MVP talk and now onto the Patriots. After what you've seen from the Patriots versus Seattle, do you think that the Patriots are a legit, a legitimate team that can make a run in the playoffs? It's too early to say, but based off how they played Seattle, which that's no cakewalk, that's a pretty tough game. I think they can probably compete with any team in the league. I think they're gonna make a run in the playoffs. I think they'll be one of the seven teams to get in because you can see, you can see with Cam, you can see how hungry he is, how aggressive he is. You can see. He's got that groove back, so he's ready to come back. Julian Edelman also looks really, really good. And that defense still looks like it's one of the best in the league. So I think with that combination, and even though they don't have all the weapons or offense, they still have that offensive line. You still have Cam who can run and get a touchdown. So with all that together, I think they can probably compete with any team in the AFC. And I think they'll be one of the seven teams to get in. You know, the main criticism on Cam Newton throughout his career has been accuracy. But he's finally in a system that takes advantages of his strengths, which is a short passing game. Right now, he's throwing 71% of his passes. He's completing 71% of his passes. And on Sunday night, 397 yards passing was the most he's had since his rookie year. Dang. Like since 2011. <laughs> so they're doing something with Cam that is finally revitalizing his career. He looks like a great player. Shout I mean, he's always Bill been Belichick. a great player. But, I mean, with me, I think that the matchup with the Bills is going to re- reveal a lot. I want to see what the Patriots look like against the Bills. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to see how Josh Allen looks like against the Patriots. I want to see how Cam looks like against the Bills. And I feel like based off those matchups. It, last year they had two slugfests, like great games last yeah. year, both teams. So. Based off those matchups, that's who I think is going to win the division. I think, you know, they can split it. It can go either way. You think they both get in? I think they both get into the playoffs definitely. When you have a great defense, you 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 pass the ball, short passing plays, and you run the ball, you can win a lot of games in the NFL. In the playoffs, it might be a little different, but the worst case scenario from the Patriots, I see them going is nine and seven. I agree. Best case is eleven and five. 
Uh, yeah, nine to seven, eleven to five range. It, it, my only question is again, like I said, with the Bills, is that schedule? They're going to be playing the same out of conference teams. The NFC West is ridiculously loaded, so they got Raiders and Chiefs, yeah, and Broncos next. Yeah, they're going to be tested every single week, week in, week out. Raiders, Chiefs, and Broncos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I see three and two. I think Broncos, then, Broncos is the win. Yeah, and then coming out of their bye, they Oakland's have, a tough game. Coming out of their bye, they have Niners, Bills. And then they get the Jets. Then Baltimore. But then they get Baltimore, Houston, Arizona, Chargers, Rams. I don't think Houston is a is that great of a like team. I think that I think next they can that, that four though, Niners, Buffalo, Jets, Baltimore is gonna be yeah. a real tough yeah. stretch. I think they lose to Baltimore. They lose to the Chiefs. But outside of that, I think every game is winnable. I think the Niners are winnable. Yeah. I think yeah. the Patriots should be in every game, and that's more of a testament to Bill Belichick than anything. I mean, he is a genius. And I was already saying I thought the Patriots had a chance of the playoffs before we came into the season because I'll never count out a Bill Belichick team. Mm-hmm. And now just seeing Cam through the first two weeks, the way he's played, he's obviously not the same quarterback he was in Carolina, but he looks as comfortable as he was in Carolina, throwing the ball, confidence. He He's, not, he's never going to get back to that form, but he is – showing signs of it, and I think that's super important. And like you said, the system that they're putting him in there in New England, it doesn't matter the weapons because clearly they have a lack of those, but they make it work with what they have, and their game plan is so simple that they can make it work with anybody. And I I really like what they've been able to do, and the fact that they they were able to do that against the Seahawks, even in a loss, they were two yards away from winning that football game, that was incredibly impressive to me. And it's just been two weeks. Like, they had no preseason, preseason, no OTAs. And Cam only came in, like, August, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he got signed really late. So they're just starting to build chemistry. I think this team is going to be really dangerous. I mean, I think Seattle is one of the most dangerous teams in the league. And if if you can take Seattle basically a play away from winning the game... And I think you can compete against any team in the NFL right now. Easily. So, <laughs> man, I can't even believe this happened, but Dallas <laughs> came back from 20 to 0. We but, were texting during Yeah. You know what's crazy, though, <laughs> is that I watched the game because uh, I watched the game, right? And in the first quarter, Dallas fumbled three times. Dak fumbled, Zeke fumbled, and uh, Schultz fumbled the tight end, right? That's how Atlanta built that lead. And I think at Dallas, they went for like a fake punt on their own yeah, side of the yeah. field in in the first quarter, and they didn't get it. And Dude. that's how Atlanta got that 20-0 to zero lead. But throughout wow. the game, I never felt like Dallas was outmatched or outclassed. I always felt like they were moving the ball. They were just fumbling, and that's basically it. And I didn't think Atlanta was doing anything crazy on offense because Dallas forced them into two field goals. So when I saw that game, I really don't – like I could – it was kind of like – Last year, the Chiefs versus the Texans in the playoffs. When the you Texans, never felt the Chiefs yeah, were going to lose. When the Texans jumped off to that big lead, it didn't really feel that big because it was just in like the first quarter. They didn't because when the Chiefs and Te- they didn't show you that they went down and consistently went down and drove and scored. No, it was off bad mistakes from the Chiefs, and that was the same thing. And that's why I would say I'm probably more impressed with Dallas at the fact that they made so many mistakes and still found a way to be resilient and come back and get the W. The Falcons are just a joke. That's ridiculous how you just blow that lead. But then again, they've shown us that they blow leads all the time. So, But shout out to Dallas for being that resilient. And even with all the mistakes and all the 
mishaps, they still managed to get it done. And shout out to Zeke. He's been balling. And he looks as hungry as ever. He looks ready to get it going. And I'm very upset that they won because I needed them to lose. But shout out to Dallas for the W. Uh, you know, it, it's hard to be disappointed with the Falcons because <laughs> they're just not a good team. And to yeah. Putting it frankly, like they're just, like you said, the whole way, it didn't matter how much the Cowboys were down, you almost felt like you knew they were going to come back because they were beating themselves. The three fumbles, the fake punt, it was just dumb mistakes. And I think that that encapsulates what the Cowboys have been for the past like two years, two, three years, is they literally only beat themselves. Mm-hmm. Look at last season. No offense to the Eagles. Oh, no, they beat themselves. That division was horrible. It was literally a competition of who wants... It was who, theirs. Yeah, who wants to win it the least? And... You know, somehow they were far and away the most talented team in the division. Yeah. Somehow they didn't pull it out. And it's the same situation this year where the Cowboys are the most talented team in the division, especially with the Eagles dealing with injuries. The Giants and Washington football team don't even belong in the conversation. So it is the Cowboys <laughs> division to lose. And through two weeks, they have not impressed me whatsoever. So I, I'm not impressed by the Cowboys, but they did what they needed to do to keep themselves in it because they felt it 2-0. and I, I I'm sorry. If they felt a one and one there and got that bad loss, I would have been on the fence about them. You know, and two. At, oh, and two. With, you know, with Dallas, they last they 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 their team. If you go paper to paper, they have one of the most talented teams in the league. Yeah. At, for the last three four the, years, they have the best offense on paper, in it, my opinion. And like they walk in every like every game, you yeah, look at that roster do. and you say they can beat Dallas, can beat them. Dallas can beat them. Dallas can beat them. So. Really, it's been about just them mentally beating themselves, making stupid mistakes. Like, how do you fumble three times in a quarter? Like, stupid mistakes like that. Like, if Dallas gets it together and puts that in their mental, like, listen, stop with the mistakes. We can beat any team in the league. They they could, they could should be running away with the division last two, three years easily. And I'm an Eagles fan telling you that. You know, I'm I'm impressed and both disappointed at both teams. <laughs> what, what I Like, watching a film, like, wow, Calvin Ridley – I'm really impressed oh, by him. He's nice. Like he's his awesome. his route Looks like running, baby Julio. Though his route running, the oh my god, his, I think his route running, he can be probably a top five route runner in the NFL. He might be already probably probably like five. Hayden Hurst played phenomenal. Todd Gurley still up. hasn't got it yet. And honestly, I think Atlanta's linebackers are pretty fast. And I'm impressed by Dallas because they did come back. They ran the ball well, and I was more impressed with their defense than anything because. You know, letting your offense put you in these yeah. horrible situations they and not giving up touchdowns. Exactly. They kept a minute. But I'm disappointed because, like you said, how is Dallas fumbling three times in a quarter? Why is Mike McCarthy, or I don't want to put all the blame on Mike McCarthy. <laughs> I don't even know who their special team's coach is. <laughs> but why is he faking punts on his own side of the field? He did it twice in the game, and they both did not get first downs. So Fool me once, it just you. doesn't make any sense. And then when you look at Atlanta – you're so disappointed because how do you not recover an onside kick? How do you oh not understand God. the rules of the game that you're playing? <laughs> you're on special teams and you don't understand that. It just doesn't make any sense. That like, game reminded me a lot of when we played Washington in week one. And we were Atlanta. We went up. It's <laughs> like we go up. Yeah. And then as soon as we come into the second half, boom, pick, pick. Washington gets momentum. Game over. And people will look at the game and be like, oh, Dak had a great game. But in the fourth Dak was this close to throwing two game ceiling interceptions, but Falcons just dropped them. They just dropped yeah. it. I think AJ Terrell, the rookie, he dropped one. Rookie mistake. Yeah, so like it's I'm just disappointed 
in I'm disappointed in Atlanta all the way. I'm just impressed with like a couple players. But wow, it's like I don't think the Cowboys Dallas can't if do I'm this. a Dallas fan, I'm not feeling optimistic about no. this win at all. And if I'm Atlanta, I'm kinda like, Yeah, we already knew this was gonna happen. Or their defense isn't very good. Dallas cannot do this against a good team because it won't happen the way it just happened. They if won't. they if they fumble three times against the Seahawks, or they're the, gonna get blown out. Seahawks, I would say the Saints, you're not you're not gonna win if you fumble three times in the first quarter. The Cowboys would get blown out if they do that against any other team yeah. outside of Atlanta. That's ridiculous. And now they got the Seahawks coming up next. Yeah. So you better Ooh, get your act together this week? quick. Yeah. Damn. That's so gonna be a great game. They that's, better they better figure that's a, that's it out. A, that's quick. a mark on the MVP campaign for Russell. Yeah. yeah. Got to be a good one. I could not believe the onside kick. I mean, that was just the most embarrassing thing. <laughs> yeah, it was it's an Atlanta thing. They're embarrassing. They were just staring at the ball. It was. I don't understand how you could be confused about that. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I feel bad for Matt Ryan. Yeah. He he, so de- good. he deserves just, better than what they've given him the past few years. Even the Super Bowl run, like they they get into the Super Bowl twenty five point lead and they blow it. He's he's a really You know what's funny about that lead? I kinda like kept talking about it like they're gonna blow this lead. Like they're gonna blow this lead. Like I just kept thinking about it, like not, Tom Brady's not gonna lose like this. Like or if he was gonna lose, it was gonna be like a yeah. seven point like yeah. he's not gonna lose like and then Kinda they how you felt I turned weekend. the TV yeah. off. I turned the TV. Did you off. really? Yeah, I didn't turn. I really felt like Tom Brady was gonna come back. Like it was just something in me. Like he's not gonna lose like this. No, as way. a Jet fan, I just knew. Oh, like yeah. you just had that feeling that, like you said, he would never go out like that. Yeah, he can't. No, Matt Ryan, NFC South quarterback, another NFC South quarterback, Drew Brees is struggling right now. <laughs> well, that I guess that's what the media is saying about him. But is Drew Brees still good enough to lead the Saints to a Super Bowl? Absolutely. And I don't think, like, come on, I don't think he needs to be. Oh, I'm so sorry. I got to stop doing that. I don't think he needs to be like Patrick Mahomes or like Lamar Jackson. That team, New Orleans, is stacked. You know, you got Alvin Kamara. You got Michael Thomas. He didn't play last game. You got Michael. You got Michael Thomas. You got Emmanuel Sanders. You got a pretty good offensive line. You got a solid defense. Sanders had, I think, zero catches last year. Yeah, I don't against the Raiders. He doesn't. I don't know what's wrong, but he's still solid. You know, you got Marcus Lattimore. You got uh, Marcus Williams. You got Marshawn Lattimore. I'm so sorry. You got Marshawn Lattimore. You got Marcus Williams. You got Cameron Jordan. You got a pretty solid defense. You have the pieces. Drew Brees doesn't need to be elite, elite to. Get, make a deep run. He just has to be really, really, really good. And I think he can still do that. It's just, you know, it's been two weeks. Like you said, no OTAs, no practice really. So gotta get, he got to get the rust off. He's also old as hell too. So You know, I think he does have to be elite. You see the past Super Bowl winners, Nick Foles. He's not an elite quarterback, but he played like an elite quarterback in that Eagles he played, run. He played elite one game. Against the Vikings. Atlanta, he didn't play good. Versus the Patriots, he didn't play elite? Oh, okay. That's in the Super Bowl, though. You to get there, he, he only played elite one game. In Atlanta, he played horrible. That was a, <laughs> that was a dugout game. That was the, a defensive game. He didn't play. Don't do that. <laughs> I see what you're nah, but he did. No, nah, he did he, play elite, though. 500 against, yards against Tom Brady. I, I okay, that's, that's in the Super Bowl. But he, to get there, though, he only played elite against the Vikings. and they but, just, I, but I say that to say this. Look, Drew Brees... He's one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time, but I'm really about to I'm really about to tell the truth about him. <laughs> He's kind of like what people would say James Harden is when he gets to the playoffs, and I love James Harden, but you know he has these great regular seasons, and then his performance dips once it's to playoffs. So in 2018, Drew Brees' quarterback rating in the regular season 
was 116. Mm -hmm. That's elite status. Then in the playoffs, it turns to 95.6. That's great, right? But that's not elite. He wasn't what he needed to be. How far did they go? I think they won a game at most. I think or I, I think 2018 was a year that um, they called that call on the yeah the, yeah. the, the non pass interference yeah the non pass okay. interference. So Drew against Brees, the Rams, yeah, Drew Brees threw a pick. Okay, you know well, you okay. can't even hold that against him though. No, yeah, I can't. But <laughs> at the end of the day, he sh- they should have won. But you had a chance to win and mm-hmm. you threw a pick. Okay, like that's unacceptable to me. So that's 2018, but 2019. Okay, last year you give Kirk Cousins his like yeah, first what, playoff win. I don't know I what happened second. last year. I don't know. It what might have been one, year. but okay. Last year Drew Brees was elite in the regular season, 116 quarterback rating again in the playoffs, 90.4 quarterback rating. So why why is your performance dipping so much? Mm-hmm. I I just don't get it. And I love Drew Brees, but I just have a gut feeling that they ruined his best years from 2013 to 2017. That's what that's when Drew Brees was at his best, putting up five thousand yards, damn near a season, and you couldn't get to the playoffs because your defense was so horrible. And now, when Drew Brees started to decline, their defense is good, but he's not good enough to lead them that far in the playoffs. Good, that's a good point. Uh, my biggest and and like you said, I love Drew Brees, so you know it. Is upsetting for me to see him trending down because he was the quarterback that we grew up with. Him, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. That was like the crop of quarterbacks that we grew up on. So to see him declining is it's upsetting. I really like him as a player. Uh, he seems like a pretty good dude. And didn't he say a racist comment like a couple months ago? Nah, he didn't say a racist comment. It was it was like about the flag, but yeah, oh. no, it wasn't <laughs> yeah. racist. Oh. Um, he do I think that he can play good enough to take them to the Super Bowl? Yes, but. Like you said, I think they're a good enough team to get to the Super Bowl. I don't think it's going to be Drew Brees carrying them to the Super Bowl. I just think that they have a good enough unit that if he plays at the level that he's been playing at, I think that would be good enough that they could make a run. But I don't think that he's at a level anymore that he could carry them to the Super Bowl. And I think that he's been on that level. Like you said, he had, he had that, those prime years where he was putting up 5,000 yards a year. He was spectacular. Absolutely. He's not on that level anymore. He's no. not the same player. And one of my biggest concerns is I was reading that this offseason he wanted to retire and the Saints convinced him to come back. I think that he's done. Like I think he's just mentally checked out of it. It's probably his last year. Yeah. And, it definitely and, is. And now you see looking ahead for them, they have Jameis Winston waiting in the wings for next year. Maybe he's the guy to take over. I don't know. He was hit or miss for the Bucks that's, that's last year, guy. but would they? Would the Bucks be better? Or I'm sorry, would the Saints be better off this year potentially with Jameis Winston than Drew Brees? We don't know because we don't we we can't see Jameis Winston in this system with Sean Payton with the LASIK eye surgery he got this offseason. That but would be scary. It would be very interesting. It could to be see. scary, and it also could be a very bad thing. But it would <laughs> definitely be an interesting yeah. thing to see yeah. happen. When we look at elite quarterbacks that lead their teams to the Super Bowl. Look at Mahomes. And, well, when we look at elite quarterbacks in general, the Lamar Jacksons, the Mahomes, what do they have? They have the ability to run, and they have the ability They're to throw the ball. They're also really, really young. Okay, and they have the ability to run down the field. But Drew Brees has never had the strongest arm. He's never been a dual-threat quarterback. And the last couple of years, I mean, look, he averaged in his first two games right now, he's averaging 4.8 yards, air yards per pass. That's the worst since Brett Favre in 2009. Yeah, and and if you look at the receptions, it lines up 
you know, the two the, the leading receiver is Alvin Kamara with fourteen receptions mm-hmm. and then the next highest receiver is Jared Cook with seven. Yeah. So and last year Drew Brees, his he like his passes per air yards was six point four. That was the lowest amongst any quarterback in the league last year. And then there's another stat on passes thrown thirty five yards or more in the air. In twenty eighteen he went one for eight. He only completed one pass. Last year he was over five. So he only attempted five pl- passes that went over 35 yards throughout the entire season last wow. year. I just don't think you can win like that. And in my opinion, they need it. They need a spark. I think Teddy probably would have been a better fit for them now in this in this current day. And I think they need a spark. And I think that spark is Jameis Winston. I think Jameis is. I knew you were going to say I, that. I don't. I don't think Jameis is Sheamus anymore. I think Jameis <laughs> is legit. How, how, I, how do you? How you? How, what evidence do you have for us to tell us that? Because Jameis <laughs> threw thirty touchdowns, and I think in Sean Wait, no say the other stat he in threw Sean, thirty touchdowns or what in Sean Payton's system, Jameis can be an elite quarterback, and I, I strongly believe in that. I think Jameis can really be maybe elite is too too far, but yeah, I think he can be bit. a great quarterback in Sean Payton's system, without a doubt. Okay. Especially once they get Michael Thomas back. Let me ask you a question. Quick, just quick question. Do you think Aaron Rodgers was elite last year? Thought he was great. You thought he was great. Okay. Do you think the Packers were an elite team last year? Um, certain parts. So you don't think the Saints can make a a Packer like run this year where they get to the NFC Conference Championship because they have a better team than the Packers last year? If I don't think Drew so. Brees plays just good because Drew Brees, like Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, they're not even close right now. Yeah, but the team. The team, I think it's pretty much the same. I mean, okay. you look at you look at okay, outside of Michael Thomas, you have no really you have no threat of receiver. I guess people want to put Emmanuel Sanders there, but their offense without Mike Thomas is mediocre at best. Outside of Devontae Adams, what do they have to throw the ball to? The Packers have even less, I would argue. But I think they have a way stronger running game. Alvin Kamara is more of a receiving back. That's respectable. I think they okay. have more of a running game and they can keep themselves and keep themselves in games like that, but I don't think I thought last year the Packers were one of the most overrated good record teams. Right. Like I don't think they'll go to the conference championship this year. I could I may be wrong, but I don't see it. And the Saints, I don't see it either because I don't feel like they have a strong running game anymore. You have no threat of receiver outside of Mike Thomas. And their secondary looks kinda iffy. Janoris Jenkins gets a lot oh. of pass interference calls. Well, I mean, yeah, but let's not forget what Marshawn Lattimore did the first week against Mike Evans. He's he's not a regular. He's on. This is Mike Evans a, was dealing with an injury, and uh, I think it's their it's their it's their Tom Brady in his first game. You, come on, their second their come, second matchup. It won't be close. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I just feel like <clears throat> the Saints are easily a top five team in the NFC, easily without a doubt. I think it really is going to come down to matchups in the playoffs and who they play. And you're right. If Drew Brees, if 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 Drew Brees doesn't play well, they're probably not going to win. But I think he's going to play good enough. Towards I think as the season progresses, he's going to get a little better and a little better. And if he plays good enough in the playoffs, I think they'll be okay. And another thing, when the point that you brought up about the Packers, oh, no, I was just asking a question. Yeah, but their division was is is bad. Right, last year was bad. Now outside of Minnesota, but Minnesota nobody really takes them seriously. So <laughs> nobody takes you, Kirk Cousins. Seriously. You look at the NFC South right now. Tampa Bay is there. If the Saints yeah. let all, let up, especially Mike Thomas missing the next couple of weeks, 
they can run away with this division easily. The good thing is for them, though, the Panthers and the Falcons are not there. So yeah. they have that. But you know what? They're, the Panthers and the Falcons will make their it's games a division competitive. Game, it's always going to be competitive yeah. in the division. But even yeah. the Panthers, I think the Panthers' offense is, is really dynamic. I think Christian McCaffrey is out for a couple yeah. weeks. Yeah, He's he out. is. But you, Curtis Samuel is super fast. Robbie is too, and DJ Moore is a great receiver. Oh, like they got some, tough. they got some guys that can make plays in Carolina. And Robbie's like top five in receiving yards right now. Yeah, he is. So yeah, I like DJ. Moore. He's really good. <laughs> I have a question for you though. On one thing you said though about bringing in Jameis, do you really think that they would bench? Drew Did you really Brees ask him? Like at, at any point in the season, I don't think that there's any unless Drew Brees literally throws like five interceptions a game. Which will I never don't, happen. I don't think they will ever sit Drew Brees for Jameis Winston unless there's yeah. an injury. They have way too much respect for Drew Brees. Exactly. But yeah, unless there is an injury, they won't bench Drew Brees. But I think that Jameis is what they need. I think Jameis is that guy, E&W's pregame, motivating his teammates. I don't know. I just think they need something fresh. I, feel like I think this, Jameis I feel like, is that fresh. I feel like it's better for him to sit just because of the simple fact to get the knowledge, to get the behind-the-scenes work. I think it'll be better in the long run if he just sits out this year, watch Drew Brees work, watch his final year, and the next year – really take the keys if he decides to stay. I got drafted in 2015. I really... Jameis, I don't think he's... I think he's done learning. I think you could put him to play now. No, no, no. There's no such thing as done learning. I think that this is the perfect spot He's learning behind one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. And and he's learning that system. That's not so great right now. So? Still got knowledge. Still got wisdom. Like, who was he learning in Tampa Bay? Who's like he's throwing thirty touchdowns and thirty picks? Like now, yeah, I get that, but I'm saying I don't think that. J- I think one of it in Bruce Arians' system, quarterbacks throw oh, a, a bunch of turnovers. This. I mean, it, it's a fact. Carson Palmer, Ben Roethlisberger, Andrew Luck, Jameis, like they had a bunch <laughs> of turnovers. That that's what happens in your first year of Bruce Arians' system. Any, but thirty interceptions. He's a gunslinger. Did anybody throw thirty? <laughs> he's a gunslinger. That's who he is. I really like Jameis, and I hope he decides to go back to New Orleans because that would be so much fun to watch next year. I think that if you just ran it back with the same roster and Jameis Winston, I would be intrigued. He would stretch the field for him, and maybe you're right. Maybe he is. He'll take shots down the field. He'll he'll definitely take more than five passes down the field. Winston's going to sling it. He's going to throw that ball, whether you're there or not. He's going to throw it. Watching him with Mike Thomas would be... Mike Thomas is just the latest of players that's injured right now. But these are the list of notable injuries. Nick Bosa, out for the season. Saquon is out. McCaffrey's out for a couple of weeks. Drew Locke, don't know when he's going to come back. They said eight weeks. Cortland Sutton, out for the year. Jimmy G is injured. Devontae Adams is injured. Oh, Jimmy G got hurt? Yep. Malik Hooker is injured for the year. Brandon Sheriff, Byron Jones, Tyrod Taylor, Anthony Barr, Von Miller, Daniil Hunter, and the list goes on. There's just a bunch of injuries. So my question to you guys is that do you think – why do you feel like there are so many injuries this year? Does it have to do with preseason? I want to say yeah and no. I want to say preseason was the – when when we started this NFL season, you had to rush into it. You know, you had to just get – automatically get back into game mode. I feel like preseason is the time that helps your body get adjusted to football and get you back into swinging things. But with, you know, the stupid corona and everybody having to adjust, everybody just walked in week one straight out and just had to go full speed 100. And that's why I feel like the injuries really 
came sudden, like they threw everything off. Because in the preseason, you get short reps, you get get the wind out of you, you know, you get to just play a little bit. But it's like now everybody's just jumping in, so the injuries are affecting a lot of teams. Uh, I think that some of it has to do with just the NFL being what it is in an incredibly violent league. Mm-hmm. And I know we were watching the 49ers this weekend when they suffered three different injuries, and I think that at least – the Jimmy G injury and the Nick Bosa injury, those were just freak accidents. Like the, those were things that are going to happen no matter a normal year, a coronavirus shortened preseason. So like those injuries are going to happen no matter what. But I do think that some of it is a their bodies not being ready or in in playing shape. You know, at this point they would have had a couple weeks of OTAs, a month of training camp, four preseason games, so they would have been going right now. And now this is essentially like we hear at at the beginning of OTAs too, people dealing with injuries, not like this, but it's because they're not working as quick and as violent and taking these big hits. So now it's like you're combining those injuries at the start of OTAs with the violence of playing games and you're getting the result. And I think also it's guys who along with their body not being ready, it's things like they don't have their technique down or, or something like that. Nobody was in playing shape coming into the season, and I think you're seeing that with these injuries. And as much as the players don't like the preseason games and they want to get rid of them, I, I think it would be very short-sighted for them if they did that. I have a really simple answer to this, and I think it's just bad luck. And I feel like... We can't use anecdotes to come to a full-on conclusion that, oh, this is why we need to keep preseason or why we don't or whatever. Because players don't like the preseason. They don't feel like it helps them at all. I think it helps the undrafted free agents get a roster spot and for late-round picks to prove themselves. But we're Jets fans. We've seen it last year. Avery Williamson out for the year in the preseason. Like, we've seen this before, and... This isn't the only year where we had a bunch of injuries. I mean, look at look back at 2017. So Aaron Rodgers gets injured. Deshaun Watson, out for the year. Carson Palmer, out for the year. Richard Sherman, out for the year. David Johnson, when he was still good, out for the year. <laughs> J.J. Watt, out for the year. Odell, out for the year. Andrew Luck, out for the year. Ryan Tannehill tears his ACL in practice, right, before the, season, before the preseason starts. Julian Edelman gets, gets, gets a torn ACL and is out for the year he played in the preseason. Dalvin Cook, torn ACL, out for the year. Like, these are all guys that got injured, and they were out. And I think right now we're just jumping to a conclusion because unlike these players at that in 2017, it was kind of spread out, right? They got it in preseason week three and in OTAs or like week two, week five, week six. It just so happens that week two in this year, a lot of players got it hurt. I agree to an extent, but you got to – I also agree with him to an extent too because, like he said, 2017 wasn't the same as 2020. Yeah, it's a combination of both. Like as much as I agree with you, it's going to happen. That's the nature of football. Guys are going to get hurt every week. But I I do think that some of it is that their bodies aren't ready. I mean like especially a guy like Saquon where you see his running style. He is herky-jerky. And, and power like he is going full but throttle that, that also might be a reason why he got hurt because we've seen the same thing with, with Bo Jackson he's kind of had like a similar running style did you see style. the way More he got hurt Bo, Saquon Saquon yeah I saw it yeah. his knee just buckled like Bo yeah. Jackson kind of gave out the same way 
you know, when he was running, when he was still playing at a bit, like at a, you know, at a high level. And why I use 2017 as an example is because quarterback is probably the safest position outside of maybe kicker and punter mm-hmm. it, that you can have, yeah, you can be right. And they got so many injuries in 2017. Like these are players that are getting hurt now that are running backs that are defensive ends, players that got to be physical on every single down on every single play. So I just feel like it really just is in the nature of the sport that football is going to have injuries. That's why it, it all it takes is for basically a couple injuries to ruin a team season. You always have to kind of hope for that your team is healthy. Yeah. I mean, the Eagles have been injured yeah. for the last couple of years. We, we know the Jets can't catch a break with injuries last Avery year. Williamson. Last year we had like 17 players in IR. The Niners, the injuries have been really devastating this year too. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's going to hurt them all season long because a couple of those guys, they lost for the whole season, and I know Jimmy G was a high ankle sprain. And for anybody who's had a high ankle sprain, that's sometimes worse than breaking your ankle. That's going to be bothering him the whole season probably. It, it could be, I should say. But if I'm not mistaken, all players make the same game checks for preseason games. I, I feel like I've heard that somewhere. Maybe I'm wrong, but obviously... No player wants that. And as much as understandable why they wouldn't want to play the preseason games, the potential of getting hurt, I think that they should at least keep the two, like they were talking about. If I'm not mistaken, that was their original plan. Yeah, two, two, two or three year. games, yeah, I keep think. Two. And I like two. It gives, I think four it, is a yeah, it gives you a chance to get your body right, especially with having the training camps, the OTAs, like normal. And it also gives you a chance to, like you said, evaluate the UDFAs, the, the draft yeah. picks, and so on and so forth. So I think that... Like we mentioned, some of it was not having any of that preseason and their bodies not being ready. But at the end of the day, a lot of it is just an overreaction to what football is, and that's going to be injuries all season long. Yeah, and if you think about it, if we never had the preseason, we wouldn't have Austin Eckler. We wouldn't have exactly. a, a Victor Cruz. Vic, yeah, Victor Cruz. Like, you know, the these one. guys came out of nowhere. But even, what, even Odell was Odell. His first his first moment was in a preseason game against the Jets. Dak too. Yeah, Dak. No, that's facts. <laughs> Which team do you think is gonna these injuries are gonna affect the most? Um, it's got to be the Niners right now. Oh, I was gonna pick a different pick. Oh, who you gonna pick, Niners? I'm picking the Niners too. You well, you're gonna say the Eagles, I would imagine. Uh that actually wasn't my pick either. Really? No, I was gonna pick Denver. Oh, um, that they, well, they're. Also I was gonna pick Denver just because they're they're so young and they were walking into this year with a lot of optimism. Like, okay, Drew Locke, we're gonna see how he really is his first. Full year with Cortland Sutton. Vaughn Miller was going to be there. They got Justin Simmons. He's really good. They got A.J. Bowie. They came in. They thought they were going to be a very good team that's going to compete and play. And then you lose Sutton for the year. He's still young. You lose Vaughn Miller. He's 31. That ACL injury is going to hurt him down the stretch. Then you lose your quarterback for eight weeks. It's not going to help. That's why I was going to pick Denver. I think Drew Locke is out for like three. I could be mistaken, though. I could have said my team, but we're always injured every year, yeah. so that's like not a surprise. AJ Boy is injured too. You make He's a you make a good point about the Broncos. If for no other reason, then it's Drew Locke. And if it is eight weeks, that's something that cripples your whole season. <laughs> the, the reason I say the Niners is because you look at the guys that they're missing, and that Nick Bosa, first of all, immediately takes that defense down a notch, Absolutely. missing him for the year. Sherman is out. Sherman's out. Uh, they also lost... Uh, D. Ford. Yeah, another defensive lineman, Debo too. Is still in, not the, back. In, in the Jets game, yeah, they lost another defensive either. lineman. Solomon Thomas. Yes, Solomon Good Thomas. Year. Literally, the Mostert. play after Bosa, they lost Mostert. Kittle. 
and oh, see, Kevin I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know all of those injuries. Jimmy G and Jimmy G, like like I said about the high ankle sprain, that's something that's going to linger, and it might like he'll probably be back in a a, a week or two. But that's something that he is not going to move the same. And as much as he's not a running quarterback, he's mobile. And and I think that that's a pretty good dimension of his game is he can get out of the pocket and move around. And that's something that's going to impact his game all season long. You talk about those injuries, and, and that's why I feel like the 49ers aren't going to make the playoffs. Oh, you, know, you went that far. Yeah, they're not going to make the playoffs. Oh, oh, they're not. Because you, the, you look, you look at the, the division. games? Uh, you look at that division, and you got the Cardinals, who are probably going to start five and zero. The Rams, oh, yeah, the Rams are no joke. Their old line is healthy now. The Seahawks, the Seahawks, like Forty ers might, they tough. might finish last in that division. They might finish last. All right, so they got right now. They got the Giants next week, which God only knows that they'll play that game because apparently they're aprehensive about playing it on the MetLife turf because I don't know if you guys heard about that, but that was... They're complaining about the the turf. They're complaining about the turf at MetLife because of all the injuries. So the NFL is doing like an intensive... Uh, whatever. You know what's the thing the about that is that they said that, but in week one they lost like three players to injuries. Yeah, exactly. On their field. And, and the, that turf has been there all preseason. All, you know, anything that's been played there since the teams got back and started ramping up their workouts and stuff, the Giants played a game there. So, that's interesting. So um, Giants. So they have the Giants, the Eagles, the Dolphins. I'm going to go out and limp here, and I think we can steal that W. Those yeah, three, those three are the ones that they really need to capitalize on. No offense to the Eagles, but with the injuries no, that they're they dealing with, they need to. That's the three that they need to get because then they go: Rams, Patriots, Seahawks, Packers, Saints, Rams, Bills. God damn! And then they close out the season with the Washington Football Team, and then Dallas, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks. Like yeah. that is a ridiculous. I schedule. just don't, I don't see them making the playoffs, especially losing Nick Bosa. Yeah, I think they try to replace him with Ziggy Ansa. But it's, it's like, another guy another guy got picked up. It was Ziggy and somebody else. I forgot his name though. But I just don't feel like the 49ers are gonna make the playoffs. They have too many injuries and I don't think they can bounce back from this. And like you said, Jimmy's gonna be struggling with that high ankle sprain for a while. And Jimmy, I think, is is above average as is. So with him having a high ankle sprain. He's gonna be what an average to to like whatever quarterback. I, you might I, you know I saw Nick Mullins play his rookie year. He's not a bad quarterback. If Jimmy G has a high ankle sprain, I wouldn't be so sure to start him over Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins isn't bad. I, I you can definitely let, keep them above water. Let's hold out on that and see how like Jimmy Nick, G recovers. Nick from Nick this Mullins injury. isn't a, Nick Mullins isn't a Nathan Peterman. Right, he's not. No, but he's not. He's not a Trevor Simeon. He's not. He's better than Trevor Simeon. Wasn't that bad though? Yeah, he played solid. He played all right for a little bit. Now, Trevor Nathan Peterson is horrible. if you want to say Luke Falk, he's not Luke Falk. Now, but you even look at Nick Mullins' rookie year, like when they didn't. When I think uh, they had worse weapons, uh, definitely worse running game. He played pretty good. He wasn't bad. I think he just got time to learn. He obviously isn't no. Great or good quarterback, but well, I mean Jimmy G's. He, he won't. He won't lose you a game. No, but, but he, he won't make plays to. He game. won't make yeah. plays to win you a game either. He sounds like Jimmy G. Like you really just explained Jimmy G. He won't Jimmy lose G you a is, game. Jimmy G's a Jimmy little. G's Jimmy better, G's better. He's yeah. above average. I mean, you talk about this guy ain't that bad. <laughs> he's the same kind of quarterback, but yeah. Jimmy G is just more. Now, I'm talented saying than Nick, Nick Mullins versus a Jimmy G struggling with a high ankle sprain. 
Well, no, because you said, you said Nick, Nick Mullins, Mullins was a guy who won't lose you the game and won't win you again. That's how I feel about Jimmy G. He's that he fits in that mold of starters in the league that won't lose you the game, but won't necessarily come out and win you the game on a consistent basis. Yeah, yeah he fits the mold, but there's also like I mean, you could say that about Tyrod Taylor and like I guess a Dak, right? Well, Tyrod used to be good. Well, he used but to be a you starter. You would take Dak over Tyrod. I think Dak, no, I like think Dak is a little higher than that. I think Tyrod. Dak can win you a game. Tyrod got stabbed in the back by his. He's not a starter anymore. Yeah. yeah, Justin Herbert fixes is in. Justin Herbert. We'll see how Justin Herbert the does. I mean, it was, the it Niners, the Niners, absolutely. Of course, the Eagles are on this list because they're always injured. We got about eight guys on IR right now, so that's another thing. But I'll pick the Broncos. Cause so these are quarterbacks that are actually not playing good at all. Prior, right? <laughs> I mean, they had high expectations coming into the season. It's Kirk Cousins <laughs> and Carson Wentz. It's I mean, got to be more than that. I can't believe you just only named two. I mean, who's more? Who's more? To, I mean, they're the only teams that are zero two. That's not true at all. You I could mean, you could put Sam Darnold on that list. No, nah, but like <laughs> the teams, the teams that are zero two. Falcons are zero two. The teams that are yeah, but Falcons. Well, right, they, it's, not like, yeah, it's not because of Matt Ryan. We're not. You know what? All right, whatever. So look, who's more to blame for their team's horrible start? Kirk Cousins or Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz. And I'm an Eagles fan. I'm going to tell you Carson Wentz. He's been absolutely horrible. I've been thinking about trying to go 0-16 and drafting Trevor Lawrence. That's how bad he's been. He's been accurate on almost every – it's like he comes – it's like he walks into a game. He plays well the first half. We look good. We look good. Second half, he starts making dumb mistakes. He throws it in double coverage a lot. He's missing a lot of guys on his throws. Granted, our receivers have been dropping passes. He hasn't been – Targeting Zach Ertz as often as he used to last year. But Alshon Jeffrey, he just got healthy. Deshaun Jackson got benched last game. Jalen Rieger, he went out. We didn't have Lane Johnson for a couple games. Brandon Brooks is also out for the year, so we didn't have him. We have two guys who are a year or second-year players in our offensive line. So there's also been a lot of that. But at the same time, we played the Redskins and we played the Rams. So the Redskins was a game where we should have they're good, but we should have won that game. And then the Rams, I feel like it was a winnable game too. But he's just – it's been Wentz, bro. I can't even explain to you how – it's just – it's been Wentz. He sucks. I thought it was crazy when us Jet fans were talking about potentially tanking for the number one pick and drafting Trevor Lawrence. But I have never heard an Eagle fan nah, say that. I wouldn't, yeah, I, yeah, that's a first I mean, he me. was an MVP – Wentz was an MVP candidate just, the last before time. I, before I healthy. do that, I will let Jalen Hurts play. Yeah. I mean, you I forgot we had him. Spent he, a second yeah, round pick we on had him. him. <laughs> Honestly, he just made second string. So he like no cap. He literally just got promoted second string. So I would play him. Play him. What's the worst that can happen? Zero and two. Play him. This is why it's not Kirk Cousins. <laughs> this this is why it's not Kirk Cousins. Okay. I feel like Kirk Cousins gets blamed for everything. He loses on he, oh, he, he, he loses on primetime <laughs> TV. Oh, it's Kirk Cousins. It's this, it's that. Okay, but look, look at this. The Vikings secondary is depleted. They lost Mackenzie Alexander, Xavier Rhodes, Trey Waynes, right? They they replaced him with, I think, a, a rookie. I think two rookies and like Mike Hughes, who's like an average corner at best, right? Yeah. And then you lose Ever Everson Griffin. Try to replace him with Nagakwe. And Michael then you Pierce lose, is out for the year, too, I yeah, think. You, you lose Linville Joseph. You try to replace him with Michael Pierce. Michael Pierce opted out for the season. And then you lose Stephon Diggs. I mean, Stephon Diggs is... Granted, though, Jefferson has been playing yeah. good. 
Yeah. Jefferson Justin hasn't been playing that good. The rookie? He's been playing really good. I mean, well, maybe been, it was one game. I've been watching the games, and he has not flashed once. <clears throat> like, I've not I've not looked at the game and been like, wow, Justin Jefferson is balling. I could be talking about the wrong person. Thielen's also having a, a really good season for himself. Yeah, he's, Coming into he's pretty that good, but undisputed. Th- this is what I think. It's like, okay, you lose Daniel Hunter for a couple weeks. He's on IR right now, and then your only proven receiver is – Adam Thielen. Last year, he played 10 games and had, he barely cracked 400 yards. Now you're counting on OBC Johnson and Justin Jefferson, a, a really skinny slot. Hey. You know, he, he, was, he was great. He was great in LSU, but I don't see him like being that great of a pro. I have receivers over him. Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb, LaVisca Chenault, Henry Ruggs. I, like Even a guy like Brian Edwards at, on the Raiders right now, Like I think he looks better than him. So... I think Justin Jefferson, he got a lot of hype coming out of LSU because he played with Burrow. He played in a national championship game. But everybody knows that was Jamar Chase. Like, Jamar Chase was that primary option that took the attention from the defense, allowed Justin Jefferson to get open. In the NFL, it's not so easy. When, when you're really skinny, it's hard to really get open. And you're not that fast. Justin Jefferson isn't a speedster, so he can't really get open. Then you look at the Eagles. I mean, what doesn't Carson Wentz have? Like, we talk about these offensive line injuries, but this year, for the first two games, this is Wentz's lowest pressure rate of his career. The two, I think, look, like, Lane Johnson is winning 100% of his pass blocks. He's only played one game, though. The fourth-round rookie, Jake Driscoll, is winning 100% of his pass blocks as well. (sighs) Nate Herbig, I don't even know who that is, but he's winning 96% of his pass blocks. He's then. Jason Kelsey's winning 96% of his pass blocks, oh, he's which is top win. 10 for yeah. centers in the NFL. So he has an offensive line. You have Goddard. You have Ertz. Deshaun Jackson is healthy. I don't, he's, I don't think he's playing that well, but he's healthy, he got, right? Got benched week one. 12 for, 30, 12 for 131 and a touchdown is what he's done this year. He, Wentz has also been sacked eight times, though. So as much as he's had time. That was in I, one game. <laughs> one but I think those sacks, obviously it was pressured on him, but I think a lot of those sacks are him putting himself in those situations to get sacked. What? Because if you're going to get sacked, you got to throw the ball away. I mean, if, you you, if nobody's you open, though, like, if you try yeah, to make Yeah, but not throw receiver, it to him. But, his receivers are bad, though. But you have to throw the ball away. Like, you just can't take sacks. Like, I don't, I, 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 mean, some, I guarantee you most of those sacks aren't because he was blindsided. It's probably because he held to the ball too long. Some of them were blind. It was like a mixture. Cause you it reminds me of it, it. It honestly reminds me of a less exaggerated version of what Sam Darnold's going through. I think the numbers look really bad, reflect really bad on Wentz. But when you look at it, I just don't think he's in a position to succeed right now. His receivers aren't very good. His line is is okay. Is a obviously a much step above the Jets, and his run game hasn't been great. I mean, Miles Sanders. He's been here and there, but he Fumbled hasn't been what a lot of people have, ex- have expected him to be this season. So as much as he's in a better position than Sam Darnold, it's a similar spot where nobody's really producing around him. And although you can blame it on him, I think some of the fault at least has to go to his supporting cast. I blame him because the defense has held their own for the past two weeks. And it's, well, it's not just him, but it's him turning the ball over. Miles Sanders came back. He, he was turning the ball over. But you like I do agree with Joel on some parts. You have to, you can't hold on to the ball too long. You got to make a play. And at the end of the day, if, we, if we're gonna pay him like a franchise quarterback, he's gonna have to show us what he can do. And everybody's back this week. You said Rieger, he just went out, so we got Alshon back, Deshaun's back, and Miles Sanders fully back. 
and we play the Bengals, and they honestly, I really think they can beat us. Yeah, I I, I also like the Bengals. Yeah, I don't think I, that's I easy. Think I don't think that's a well. walk. I don't think that's the an easy win for me. I say that is because the Eagles went out. They they went out and addressed the secondary because they want to win now. They went and out and drafted. Secondary's been solid. They went out and drafted a receiver in the first round. Everybody, every Eagles fan wanted Justin Jefferson, but thank God they didn't listen Whoa. because they got jail. You wanted Justin Jefferson. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I wanted Ceedee Lamb. I told you that. But if he wasn't there, you wanted Justin Jefferson. I didn't even think about Justin Jefferson. I, I could pull up the tweets. Yeah, I didn't say did Justin. Did you Jefferson. want Jalen Rieger though? No, I, 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 don't I, think I, I didn't want. Him. I didn't because I didn't know who he was. When he he told me about Jalen Rieger, but I never said anything about Justin Jefferson. I was mad about CD. He told me no, Rieger is good. That's what happened. Look, Jalen Rieger. He's a four three guy. He's a burner. You got two burners yeah. in Deshaun and Jalen when they were playing, and Wentz couldn't capitalize on that. Like in my opinion. Like Kirk Cousins and Wentz's stats are similar, two two touchdowns, four interceptions each. But Wentz has two fumbles as well, so he has more turnovers. <clears throat> and Wentz has fifty fumbles in fifty eight games, which is the most of any QB. The only one that's behind him is Jameis with forty four. That's the only. Oh my that's God. the only quarterback. So Wentz is pretty much fumbling like once a game. Yeah. Right. So I just don't think that's a recipe to win and. People in the offseason were, you know, making these videos convincing the world that Wentz is this elite guy. This, uh, He's definitely a guy that I'd pay, like, top money to. It's like, you know, Deshaun, Mahomes, Jackson, and they put Wentz in that category. I don't. I well, I, I think, think he's a notch below. I think that's crazy to put him in that category, but I think that category is... I've in heard it. I've heard it themselves. from people. I've heard it, I agree. I, I think, think he's and, a notch below, yeah, though. I agree. And while, and while he's, talent, he's more talented... Then Dak, Dak just has better leadership qualities, and it's it it's always going to be about Dak or Wentz because they were in the same draft class, they're in the same division. Like Wentz is more talented, but Dak just has better leadership qualities. Well, what do you think about that? You're the Eagle fan here. No, who he's would right. you, who would you rather have right now? Dak who would or I Wentz? rather have Prescott? <laughs> um, who would I right now? Or yeah. you just talking about in general? Like if I had to look at. Both of their careers. No, nah, I'll say right now. Oh, right now I would take Dak. Oh, I but Dak. if you look at their careers, you would say Wentz? I would say Wentz just because I can't go. I can't. I don't think that year we won the Super Bowl, Dak was going to take us 11 and 2. So I just I can't go back yeah. and take that year back. It's hard to erase that. Yeah, MVP I can't. Season. But I, I do have, think it's a lot. Like, I think that career-wise, I think it's a lot closer than people make it seem. I think Dak has been healthier, so I would always want the yeah. mobile, like yeah. the healthier guy. Dak has always been healthier. But I do feel like... In their careers, Dak has always has had for the most part the better team. I guess now Eagles fans understand yeah, why Jalen Hurts was drafted. Because if Wentz keeps playing like this or he gets hurt, it's Jalen Hurts' time, and we'll see what he's going to do. Oh, that would be such a setback for them, though. And it's my same thing about uh, it's. It, I keep feel like we're talking about the Jets here because it's the same way I feel about Sam Darnold. Is as much as I can <laughs> see it coming. It would just set us back so much to have to draft Literally. a new quarterback and start over, or for you guys to have to start over with Jalen Hurts. And we just paid him thirty five yeah, million dollars. Exactly. And if we're talking right now, I think I agree with you guys. Carson Wentz is the most to blame through these first two weeks. Yep. But if you asked me who do I think is going to turn it around, or who I would put my money on to turn it around, I would say Carson Wentz. I'm not a huge Kirk Cousins fan. And I think yeah, that I'm not either. with the Eagles injury situation getting better throughout the season, hopefully, I think that Carson Wentz will be put in more of a position to succeed. And I think that he will 
find his footing. So there are 11 teams right now <laughs> that are 0-2, Minnesota and Philadelphia being amongst them. So what 0-2 team is most likely to make the playoffs, and I'll name them right now, the Bengals, mm-hmm. the Dolphins, the Jets, the Broncos, the Falcons, the Giants, the Lions, the Panthers, the Vikings, the Texans, and the Eagles. And before I let you guys answer, only 11% of teams in league history have ever made the playoffs after dropping to 0-2. Jeez. So I'm liable to say none of them. You can say none of them <laughs> if you want. but you know. well, Off the bat, I'm just going to say... The Bengals don't make it. I don't think the Dolphins or the Jets make it. Yeah, the Broncos don't make it. Broncos the, don't make the it. The Bengals don't make it. The Broncos don't make it. The Giants don't make the it. The Giants don't make it. The Panthers don't make it. The Panthers so don't I guess make the, it. The, I don't think the Falcons make it either. Let me, so the teams are the Vikings, Texans, Eagles, and Lions that have a chance. I think the Lions have a chance. I, you might not feel the same way, but I feel no, like I, the Lions it, have a chance. He, and here's the argument for the Lions or the Vikings. Either one of these teams is... The Bears are relying on Mitchell Trubisky to play at a high level, and the question is, is he going to do that? He hasn't shown me enough in his career for me to feel good saying I trust him the rest of the way. So I could see the Bears crumpling. And the same thing with the Packers. It's like as much as I love Aaron Rodgers and I trust him, I don't trust that supporting cast as much to go through the whole season playing spectacularly. And even if they do, that's only the division winner. The wild card spot is always open. So I think that those two teams are in a good spot in that division, just like I would argue that the Eagles are in a good spot. Before to you come even back stop, let me just run you our schedule before you even say that. Cincinnati, San Fran, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Then we got the Giants. Then we go to Dallas. This is the Eagles schedule. Yeah. Then we get a bye. Then we go back to the Giants. Then we play Cleveland, Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, Arizona, Dallas. Then we play Washington. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I forget. I forget. You guys are also playing the NFC West this year. This is going to be the hardest year. And of my life. I don't think the Texans are going to make it. I saw their schedule. Their schedule is pretty gruesome. Titans are hot. Colts are there. Yo, but, this is going to be the worst year of my well, life. Well, that's another thing with that division is like, do you, like I don't know if I trust the Colts. I trust Rob the Rivers Titans and the I Titans. Do. You just you just never know with them. I, I are the they Titans. going to play like they played in the postseason last year? Or I think they're going to play how they were playing with Tannehill when he took over, <laughs> and that's elite football. Elite, uh, yeah. Tannehill is playing at a great level. He's actually not too far off in the MVP conversation. If you put up his numbers side by side with everybody else we mentioned. Tannehill is there. Well, I'm going to go with my prediction. That's none of them teams. You don't think anybody's going to make it out of them? Mm-mm. I think the league is too, especially in the NFC, the NFC is too loaded for those teams to come back from a deficit. I think what you got the Rams, you got the Cards, you got the Seahawks. That's three teams in the same yeah. division also, and 49ers. I also think it speaks volumes. What is the only division in the entire league without a 0-2 team? The NFC West. By far the best division in the league, and I would not be surprised to th- see That's three playoffs. I don't. I would not be surprised to see no, three playoff teams. I think it'll happen, but it won't Bay, be the Forty ers But then you got Tampa Bay and you got New Orleans. That's six good teams already. Then Green Bay. That's seven. That's that's three divisions now. The NFC is crazy. I, that's the, that's the thing about those NFC teams. As much as I want to say, like the Lions or the Eagles. 
schedule-wise and standings-wise, they're in such a dogfight. I, I don't see how they make it's it. It's between two teams. It's between the Texans and the Lions. I'm not giving up on the Lions. I, I picked them to win a division. You picked them to win a division? Yeah, they probably won't win a division, but I'll pick them to make the playoffs. Mm. And the reason I say this is because they're getting Kenny Galladay back. Huge, huge piece. But after week five, which is their bye week, so starting week six, mm-hmm. their schedule is going to be the Jaguars, I think that's winnable, the Falcons, winnable, the Colts, winnable, winnable. the Vikings, winnable, Washington, winnable, the Panthers, winnable. I think Those, those are, are also a couple losable games. Yeah, though. I think they can win those six. I'm not saying they're going to go on a six-game win streak, but I think those are all winnable games. And mm-hmm. I think they can kind of go toe-to-toe with every team that's not that's so elite in the NFL. Especially if they get healthy. I mean, Desmond Trufant was out last week. They started Jeff Okuda finally, but Desmond Trufant was out. Kenny Galladay has been injured. He hasn't been back yet. I think he might come back this week. Mm -hmm. So once they get everybody healthy, I think they'll finally start to win some games. I like Matthew Stafford, man. Yeah, I I do hope they make it because I like the Lions. I root for them week to week. They should be one-on-one right now. And like you said, the Eagles are 0-2 right now, so... These are just the hardest games. The Ravens, the Steelers, the Cowboys, the Seahawks, the Packers, the Saints, the Cardinals, the Browns, you gotta, the Niners. You got to throw Washington Dallas. That, that Washington loss really Those are like 10 guys. games that they could they could probably lose seven of those. Because with, with a schedule like that, you really need to capitalize on the games like Washington. The same situation with last year. We didn't capitalize on with yeah, games like exactly. Miami and we put ourselves in deep holes. I'm going to say the Texans. Just for no other reason than I think the AFC is much weaker as a conference, and I don't think their schedule is as gruesome as some of the teams that we've been mentioning. You know, the best team that they see probably is Tennessee twice. I'm Mm -hmm. looking at it right now. They get New England once. They get Detroit once. They still got to play the Colts twice. They, They play Green Bay too, and they play the Colts, but I'm not sold on the Colts, especially they've been dealing with some injuries uh, I'm not sold on the Colts or the Jaguars. That's why I give the Texans a chance in that division. And I also never will count Deshaun Watson out. Side question. Who do you have coming out of that division? I, I'm going to say the Titans. I think the Titans are going to win. Uh, the Titans, yeah. I feel like you picked the Colts and you just changed I, your I did pick the Colts, but as yeah. what I'm seeing now, Titans? I'll pick the Titans. Me too. I have not been impressed with the Colts at all. I thought they were going to look much better. I never had faith in them. I mean, the, the blowout against Minnesota... It wasn't really when I was watching the game. It really didn't feel like they kind of imposed their will on them. It just <laughs> felt kind of like they stumbled upon it. Yeah, and playing against Kirk Cousins, who yeah. we just had a discussion about. Is he has he been essentially the least valuable quarterback in the league so far through two weeks? So yeah, like you said, maybe they just stumbled upon one there. And the Jaguars, do we really think the Jaguars are going to be even competitive after? The next few weeks. Just remember, if they win against the Dolphins, they'll be two and one. Just remember, which me, is ridiculous. Me and you went back and forth on Philip Rivers, and you said he's going to get them to the playoffs. They should have signed. I James. think he can. Well, I Ooh. thought. I think. I think James would have been a better fit for the Colts. Colts, Jameis, would have been bad. I don't know. Like <laughs> outside of outside of Tampa Bay, or like I really didn't see another fit for Jameis. New England. Nah, not definitely not New England. I I think that Bill Belichick could take anybody and make them look good. I mean, Jameis isn't bad, though. I just think that they wouldn't want to deal with all the turnovers. Their styles would clash, too. Jameis is more of a a vertical quarterback. He doesn't like that short stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, look, now we're going to do our final segment of this show. 
It's NFL Pick'em Week 3. Did I win last week? Yeah, by one. I think I was like one pick behind and you. And who won week one? Uh, I think you. I'm yeah. just I'm different. <laughs> <laughs> But this is okay. We're probably we're probably gonna as when this video comes out, one of the games is gonna be done: the Jaguars and Dolphins. Don't even check that game. Yeah, I mean the game hasn't even started. I All don't right, even good. think. Yeah, no. But okay, it should be kicking off like now. But so Sorry. we're gonna go. I'm gonna start. It's Who do you guys winning? Game. Yeah, Dolphins or Jaguars? Who wins? Jaguars. That game. I'm going Miami. Oh, that is such <laughs> a bad Thursday. I'm going to Minshew. DJ Chark is out. I have Miami. Yep. I like Miami. I think they looked really good the first two weeks. I think they get New their England, first win. And then they, they played the Bills really well last week. Yeah, they get their first win. I like Minshew. I think he's just going to gun it out and get the W. 49ers versus Giants. The Giants offense is good. Like, really good. But I don't think Sher- Shepard is playing this week, right? Shepard is out and so is Saquon. So I'm going to go. But the Niners, nobody's playing. Are, yeah, are the Niners actually going to play? That's a huge question mark because we if don't they know play, what I'm gonna take Niners because the Giants are just not good. I'm also gonna take the Niners with an asterisk because I don't know between now and the time they play the game. Somebody could get hurt again. I have no idea what they're gonna say about MetLife Field, but right now I'll take the Niners. Let me see. Looking at the teams, <laughs> looking at who's out, I think the Giants upset them. It's not even an upset though if they win. With I all think the it is it's just definitely an upset. With all the injuries, you would call it an upset. Yeah, I think they beat. Okay. I think they beat the Niners this okay. week. Washington versus the Browns. That's a good game. Yeah, it is. Um, I don't know. Uh, let me see. Let me see. The Browns. They didn't look bad last week. They looked good against the Bengals. Yeah. Baker actually played well for the first time. That was, since a, that was what seemed like his rookie year. They let they kind of let the Bengals get get it too close in the fourth though. You know what? I'm gonna go Washington. I'm gonna go with my division this week. I'm gonna go Cleveland. I think they build off a good week against the Bengals. Nah, hell no. I'm gonna go Cleveland. I don't want Washington <laughs> to win. I'm gonna go Cleveland. It's always tricky when a team goes up against a great defensive line. Yeah, because it's just unpredictable. If they could get enough pressure, it's pretty much gonna be a horrible day. But. I have Cleveland too. I think they I, I I'm going to be rooting for Washington though. I'm going to be rooting for them all year long. Riverboat yeah, I Ron. like Washington. Dwayne Haskins. I love. I love what they got going on. I want on them there to lose so bad. So next game, Bengals versus Eagles. Who wins that game? I don't even know. Um, I'm I'm going to say Bengals. This is the second week in a row. I picked. The, I'm going to be. Picking I picked the, the Eagles twice and I lost twice. So they I don't better even, not burn me. Um. You know what? I believe in our secondary to to do some damage. So I'm going to go ahead, and if we stop A.J. Green and Tyler Board, we'll be okay. We just got to stop the run, too, with Joe Mixon. So you know what? I'm going to go Philly. I'm going to get my first one with Philly this week. Yeah, Philly. I think the Eagles bounce back and beat them. I got Philly. Raiders versus Patriots. Patriots. Cam Newton. I got the Patriots, too. But I shouldn't have said it that quick because the Raiders played really Yo, well. Darren Waller season. is mad nice. Not yet. The Raiders played well. That stadium's awesome. So the Bears and Falcons. Bears. Bears. I think the Falcons get the first one of this season. Think so? I like yeah. Mitch. Mitch Trubisky? Yeah. <laughs> do you really? I do. I really do. I think <laughs> he's got potential. But oh, man. <laughs> potential is a very yeah, interesting word. Ooh. Rams versus Bills. Oh, Bills. I'm going Rams. Uh, That's a hard game for me. That's going to be a good-ass game. 
That defense. And the Bills defense is so good. Jared Goff versus that defense. I'm going to go with, I think the Bills win this game too. I think they, they beat the Rams. Texans versus Steelers. Steelers. Texans. I just picked them to make the playoffs, so they better start winning some <laughs> games. I got the Steelers in that game. That defense is crazy. Titans versus Vikings. Uh, Titans. Titans. I got the Titans too. Panthers versus Chargers. 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 I think the Chargers build off that momentum. From Justin Herbert is playing this week? Mm-hmm. Chargers. I got the Panthers winning their first game of the season. Okay. Jets versus Colts. Colts. Every time the Jets come up, just know I'm not going to pick you guys. Colts. <laughs> Part of me really does want to pick the Jets. The, the Colts have looked so sluggish, but the Jets have also looked They're going to really look really, bad. really good against you guys. Watch. Yeah, exactly. They're going to look really good against you guys. A lot depends. I would love to see the injury report before I said this, but I'm going to go Colts. I'm going Jets. <laughs> Sam Darnold always has a great game against the Colts I want I want to pick the Jets so bad, but I just can't believe in them yeah. after what they've shown the first two weeks. So I'm going with the Jets. I think they, they win. <laughs> I think a lot of teams get the first wins of the season. I hope I'm wrong. Cowboys versus Seahawks. 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 And that's no knock on the Cowboys. I just that's think the Russell Seahawks Wilson. are awesome. Yeah, I have the Seahawks too. Lions versus Cardinals. Cardinals. You say Kenny Galladay is coming back this week? He might. Uh, he might. Um, so I'm going to go Kyler Murray. Is that a Monday night game or not? Nah, Sunday. Right. If Kenny Galladay plays, I have the Lions. If he doesn't, I have the Cardinals. Buccaneers versus Broncos. Bucks. 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 If the Broncos are healthy, maybe it would be a... It would be a better story, game, but. but I would still pick the Bucks. Packers versus Saints. It's in New Orleans. Is too. Michael Thomas playing? No. Packers. No, Packers. <laughs> yeah. Packers. Saints. I got the Packers. Yeah, Drew Brees doesn't look the same without Mike Thomas. Now the last game, the Chiefs versus the Ravens. Oh, um, That's going to be a great Monday That's night two game. back-to-back games. Wow. When Packers-Saints played Sunday night? Yep. Yeah. And then Monday night is the Chiefs-Ravens. You know what? Lamar Jackson has never beaten Pat Mahomes, and I think it's going to stay that way. I'm also going Chiefs. I think Lamar gets his first win against the Chiefs. I'm going to Ravens. Okay, okay. So that does it for our week three NFL pickums, And this does it for this episode of the Pick Aside podcast. We want to thank Jack for being on the show in such short notice. It's my pleasure, man. And it was a blast to have him. And we hope to have, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Pick Aside Podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is called Pick Aside as well. We finally got to 300 subscribers. Hopefully, we can get to 400 within the next episode. Who knows? That's in so, a week. Yeah. <laughs> Not even a week. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening, and see you next time. This is Andrew Rotondi from the Bronx Pinstripe Show. In case you didn't know, the show you're listening to right now, as well as my podcast, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, their podcast network, and business operations. Now, they are raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's an amazing platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. 
You can invest for as little as $100. So in other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show continue to grow. If you'd like to be part of the BlueWire investment round or just want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com slash bluewire. Again, wefunder.com slash bluewire.